0: All right, everybody, so the five-game home stand has come to an end, and the Avalanche finished that bad boy with four wins and one loss. I think we probably would have been happy with that. If at the beginning of it we said, what would we like to see the Avalanche come away with from these five? Sure, you'd like to see all five. Kind of not feasible. I'm okay with four out of five. Avs are struggling still to get goals, but they are getting points and wins. And that really is all that matters. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Really should be uh, called episode of Locked On Coughing Fits because uh, kind of like a, it's just this slow progression of us just getting better. And the mute button is our friend yeah. uh, for this week. So welcome to Locked On Avalanche, everybody. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche. On Twitter, Locked On Avalanche. On Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe and get notified when the new show Goes live. Uh, All right. Today, it's basically we're going to be talking about the Avalanche and the Montreal Canadiens and the Avalanche with a two to one overtime victory on a Miko Rantanen goal in the extra period. Uh, So let's just start right there, sir. Um, It it was another game, almost a carbon copy of what you saw from the Avalanche versus the Islanders, Mm -hmm. where got off to a little bit of a slow start. And then as the game went on, the Avalanche just got into a groove. Another game where they were pretty much in control for most of it, throwing a ton of shots on net and just could not get any through for the second game in a row. They finally get one in the third by Arturi Lekanen, which we also should have saw coming when he's facing his former team. Um, and then it goes to overtime, and a very scary moment in overtime. Montreal gets a shot on net, and the puck. Alexander Georgiev saves it, but there's a a rebound. It's not these fat, juicy rebounds just that bounce right back out. It just falls dead in the crease and sits there, and if this was five-on-five, someone would have been there to clean it up, but because it's three-on-three, it just sat there for a couple seconds, but it felt like an eternity. And Miko Rantanen grabs it. They go up the ice. It's two on one. And the rest is history. So, overall take on uh, on this game. This game had a little bit of everything depending on what angle you came
1: in. Like, this is the last remnants of the, the Habs and the Nordiques rivalry. You have Revenge, our Terry Lekinen game. And then you have Avs fans who are kind of on the fence and have their hand over the panic button when it comes to this season for the Avalanche because you know it's it hasn't been that great. The Avs, it's been been good, but it's not you, you know, tongue in cheek before the season started, we were making jokes like, Are the Avs even going to lose this year? Like, (laughs) it's this is great, right? So, the Avs have to deal with reality. You come into this game, it's the last one of this homestand. And you give up a goal in the first two minutes. Right. It's not how you want to start that game at all. And then in the second period where things improve, the shots just – the they were good shots too, but they just kept coming and coming and coming, and nothing would get past Jake Allen. And you're like, oh, God, not another go night where a goalie decides to play out of their mind against Colorado. And it keeps going farther into the game. Lekkonen does get his revenge, ties it up. Then uh-huh. we go – Once again, two extra hockey, which is great, wonderful, and then you win the game. Mika ranted and doing Mika ranted and things. This is it's whether you're going for the old school rivalry, the Arturi Leikin and revenge game, or the current state of the Avalanche. There is something incredible that you could take away from each facet of it, Mm -hmm. but this was a good, gritty win. The same way that you saw in that Islander game, this was a good win. Like, if you take the sum of its parts, this is what you want to see. The new additions, the depth, the established
0: guys, everything looked really, really good. You mentioned, you know, giving up that goal early. Clearly not what you want to happen. The weird thing for me is that just took the crowd completely out of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and just watching on on television... The 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 silence was deafening, and mm-hmm. which is odd for an Avalanche crowd. You know they have been into this team for a handful of years now, and and a goal a couple minutes in, into the game shouldn't phase uh, the Avalanche faithful. I think it was a combination of of you know a, a very early goal and the first period was just like bland. Yeah. There, there wasn't really anything to get them back into the game, so I kind of understand it, um, but there was no just. All of the big chances that the Avs had came outside of the first period. Yeah, that first period was just lackluster. Wasn't it even worked, a penalty in the first period. It, it, no, it, I mean, was there one in the? Second? I think
1: they had matched.
0: There were there was one in the second, aside. right at the end, yeah. right at the yeah. end of the second. There, there was a uh, because they they went into the second intermission That's still right. on the power play. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just like this uh, very gentlemanly game. That was played for for the first couple periods, so there really was not much to cheer about at least in the first period. And then in the second, you just got more of again. This it, this was Avalanche Islanders version 2.0. Yeah. And and once the Avs uh, got going and got shots on net, they were getting you know well even in the first they had twelve shots on net in the second, shots were fourteen to four. In favor of the ABS, and boy, did it show in every aspect. It was just so many chances that weren't like for, so for the Islanders game. It was it was Sorokin. Sorokin was mm-hmm. just incredible. For this, it was kind of a half Allen, Jake Allen, and, and a half ABS just being a hair off with yeah. passes. There, there there was a number of times where they were just. Uh, I think it was Miko Rantanen once. Um, had God, I wish you could remember. It, been, uh, no, it, been, it might have been, no, would have been ever. Probably was Arturi Lekin, and, and just had him. He was on the blue line and he he could have had a really nice pass, almost kind of cross cross ice, and it just nicked like the skate of of a Canadian. Yeah, and it's like, man, they're just that close, and that's all right. I mean, that stuff like that happens during the course of the game, but you figure like as it goes on. Uh that that stuff will just iron itself out. And it kind of did, but it's just not resulting in goals right now. And because the avalanche are winning, we're not getting too hung up on it right yeah. now. But I kind of am. like I, I don't want to sit here and be like, you know, winning cures everything. Winning does cure everything. I, I will grant you that. But is there concern that the avalanche aren't scoring, more. I don't expect them to be scoring what they should be when you don't have guys like Nathan McKinnon there or a Gabe Landeskog there. But I do feel like you should be scoring more than than what you are while these guys have been out. A couple more goals per game than than what you are.
1: I th- I think the Avs kind of fall into this trap and this is not something that is new. For the avalanche if you look back i believe it was 17 18 or 18 19 we started off that year for the first 20 games and the shot quality was abysmal it was the shots were getting there but it was wide of the net hitting over the net it was nothing was hitting by the way burikowski was there so put two and two together mm. but um <laughs> the the shots just weren't landing on the net and i feel i didn't, when you see the shots piling up for the Avs and the way they're hitting the side of the net, they're, the passes aren't crisp. This team, you have to think, we just won the Cup with a roster. And the whole roster was built around certain players. A lot of those certain players aren't there anymore. So these players are trying to... Oh, yeah. yeah, right. They're trying to learn how to score in a different type of role. And we, we have the first line pretty well figured out right now. The second line's still kind of fluid. Same with the third and the fourth. The quality of shots and the passing will come in time. We're stringing together wins now. We're stringing together good quality chances. You never... We're back to having that feeling of never feeling out of the game. Right. So I feel like a little bit more time and It doesn't have to be when Nathan McKinnon or Landis Scott get here that things just automatically click. I feel like this team is on the cusp of erupting in a three, four, five-goal night because they're starting to figure it out and put it together.
0: Well, they're they're starting to figure out in terms of of, of being in games. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Here's just for the, the month of December. Here's the goals that the Avalanche have scored. I won't go over who they played. Uh, but I'll just rattle off the goals that they scored uh, per game to start the month in December: six, and then one, three, zero, one, three, three, two, three, one, two. Uh, with the exception of the six, which was in the the f- December first against Buffalo, um, it's been rough. So again, like I think we're okay with it because they're getting wins. And we said this how many times did we say this last year, Kyle, where they're finding ways to win. Yeah. And 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 in one aspect, you're looking at it as like, yeah, it's concerning. Like you would like to see them somewhere in there. If they could have mixed in a, a five-goal game somewhere, you'd be like, okay, but they've been on a run. Remove that six game that was the first game of the month, and they don't have a game where they've scored more than three. Yeah. I don't believe. This team's better than that. Even oh, yeah. how, 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 how how so many guys that you are out, you should be scoring more than three goals every once in a while. Like, at least give me that. And the fact that they're not, it's a little concerning. The flip side of that is they're finding ways to win. So, yeah. okay, then the goal tending is good. The defense is good. That is good. Okay, it's fine. if, if Like you're saying, all of this hopefully will come together. Because yeah. it just seems like the avalanche, you know, early in the season, like we're scoring and the defense was struggling a little bit. Um, and and now like the the defense is good and the goaltending has pretty much been good all, all season. The offense is struggling a little bit. OK, in January, I expect all this stuff to come together and away we go. Uh, and, and you're also going to have all of those uh, players coming back. So everything is in line for that to happen. Um, it's just not yet and we're all okay with it because the abs are getting points and that's really the name of all this i think the i
1: think it kind of works hand in hand right now they're finding the way to win and it's through miko rantanen um i feel like everybody else on the team is afraid to make a move and make a mistake because you might be the next name cycled back to the colorado eagles yeah so you just play safe hold the fort Rotate, rotate, rotate. Here comes Miko Ranton and whoever's on that line is going to get an assist. Everybody's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah.
0: We we were asking for Miko to do this uh, when we knew all these guys were were not going to be returning for a while. And took him a couple games to, to get going, but he has taken this team on his back. Thirty eight okay. points in thirty games. He's he's been fantastic. All right, let's hear from betonline.net and then we will get into uh more of the, the stats and uh, take a look at the rest of the the month of December. There's only a few games to go left in December, so we'll take a look at those. And it's always good we do it at the beginning of the month, but it's always good to do it as the month is going on and see where the avalanche are standing, how they're playing, you know, how how the, the month starts. And we look at the the last week of a month. We're like, Oh, those teams we yeah. should be easy to beat. It doesn't always work out that way. So we'll see uh, these last few games that the ABS have before and after uh, Christmas and go from there. And, of course, we have our sound check that we have to get to as well. Kyle's giddy for this one. Uh, But first, betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro basketball to the college bowl season to the basketball season and college basketball. We've got it all at betonline.net. I don't know why we always do this, but we seem to update the Knicks for whatever reason on lockdown Avalanche. Uh, we, we were talking about talking about it earlier and they, and they, they lost a game. Yeah, they lost way. to Toronto. Okay. But Golden you, state lost too. So what I didn't know is you have an Amari Stoutemeyer Stoudemire Jersey. Oh yeah. I didn't know that about I, you, sir. I have a Jeremy Lynn. I have wow. Anthony as well. You know who I I loved as a kid on the New York Knicks, and I I went out. When you're a kid, you don't you know you always want all these jerseys, and you don't have a lot of money yeah. to uh, go get them. I scrounged up enough money to go get myself a Hubert Davis jersey hey. on the Knicks. That guy was one of the best shooters I ever watched. Loved him. That's so, I could talk Knicks for days. Yeah. Well, at least they're in it. You got to be happy that the Knicks are are relevant again so, it's a good feeling uh if you want to put some scratch down on them obviously go over to bet online throw some money down on the knicks when's the last time we could say that throw the money down on the knicks to win not to lose but to it's been win a long time yeah uh we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more that is betonline.net where the game starts all right, let's get into some statistics for this game and uh, more individual players. Um, as far as the shots on goal, like we said, it was 36 to 20 in favor of the Avs. I don't know if it's they're, they're practicing it, more. I'm sure they are practicing it more, but the faceoffs are improving. Oh, they look good. They are improving. And uh, they won the faceoff percentage 56 to 44 in this one. Uh, as far as the power play, the Abs did get that power play goal, that very big Arturi Lekkonen goal on the power play. That was like seven or eight seconds into that power play. Yeah. That was huge. It's very quick. And
1: not allowing the worst power play in the league to score yeah. also is a – it's one of those emotional statement wins. Like if you keep them at the worst,
0: you're doing a good thing. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to do that. like uh, Talent-wise – what you had on the ice is, is more talented than Montreal. Yeah. And Montreal is an improved team. I think a lot, Montreal is that team because they were so bad last year. A lot of people feel like, you know, when, when a team is that bad, that's going to continue for at least another season, maybe for multiple seasons. And for some teams, it does. Like so you look at a team like Arizona that just can't yeah. get out of their own way. Season after season after season, you kind of knew what was going to happen in Chicago, um, And I think people just lumped Montreal into they were so bad last year, it's going to be a carbon copy this year. And that's not the case. Like they, they got, you know, uh, uh, well, he's, it was a new coach last year. He came in towards the end with Martin yeah. St. Louis. Um, but you knew he was going to get them to play a little bit better. He had them playing a little bit better at the end of last year. They're a young team and it because they had the number one overall pick, even though it's a lottery. I think people just, like I said, we're just going to lump them in with, they're a terrible team they're not they're, they're, they're a better team they have Kirby they're, Duck. they're not I've always liked Kirby Doc yeah I've always liked him he's he has you know he's got the size God he's got the skill um, he looked pretty good last night so I, th- this was not in any realm of of pushover games going to be a pushover game I didn't think it was going to be you know uh a th- two to one game I mean the abs were dominant Let's yep. let's get real. The guys were dominant. They just couldn't put a, a puck in the net. So, um, but did I think it was just going to be this rollover game? No, because Montreal is, is an improved team. They're not gonna they're, they're not gonna be there for a, a playoff position. But they are not the team that they were last year. Which is yeah, I can pretty much count on two points.
1: Yeah, I I like the roster construction for Montreal. Uh, Jake Allen. It's nice to see him have those little moments where he is an all-world goalie. But the team – it's a good thing that we face this team before the trade deadline because this team can make a couple moves and break a couple hearts. Like, hmm. you you made a great point. This is not the same team from last year, and they are really building something nice there. They are. So,
0: um, like you said, it is nice to get two points off of them. Um, as far as Avalanche players go, I, I, I still – continue to be impressed with Ben Myers. Yes. I, I think he, he, he's looking good. He's his speed uh, can cause some fits. And the fact that he's on a bottom six role, um, I think, you know, there's going to be some, what, what we were talking about yesterday with like JT confer, where we wanted him to be on that bottom six. Mm-hmm. I kind of can see Ben Myers kind of becoming that. Yeah.
1: I, I love Ben Myers and his contributions. He's everywhere. He's a part of every play. He's not scared of the moment. He fit. He feels like he's been a part
0: of the team for at least two years now. Mm. So he's looking good. Evan Rodriguez continues to look good. He had a puck go off uh, the post or the crossbar like 15 seconds into the game. Yeah. So right off the bat, he's wanting to get going. But he's looking good. Uh, nichuskin is close. I know he hasn't scored yep. since he's come back, but he was mixing it up. He He, he was another one. Where he was right off to the side of the net, puck kind of came his way, and it just—he tried to kick it to his his stick, and the puck just went off his heel. Yeah, and th- those are the the minute details that the ads were just missing on last night. And Natchuskin had well, a couple of those, but he he's—I know some people are hung up on it. Like, why isn't he scoring goals? Well, it, sometimes guys go in ruts, and I don't know if it's because of the injury or anything like that. He's close. Yeah, he's he's a
1: battery right now. He's getting that team charged up. Uh his role, even though he's not showing up on the score sheet, he's making a difference out there. And you could feel it with his addition to the roster.
0: Absolutely. Um let's see here. I just got away from it. So um mm, 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 I did had... I did like
1: Dennis Mulligan. The kid yeah, was not. yeah, he was not scared of the moment. Hey. Um, registered three shots like he looked he looked impressive and more time with this team can only mean better things for him but i really
0: liked him so a guy that you bring in that you know is going to be a depth player right mm-hmm. who you you kind of like because he has speed he has offensive ability um he's a little bit undersized so you're not really relying on him to you know do much on the defensive end especially being a forward But when you bring him in for his first game with the team and he logs 16 minutes and 21 seconds of ice time while, once again, guys like Jacob McDonald give you 2 minutes and 55 seconds and Curtis McDermott give you 3 minutes and 6 seconds while McDermott was listed as a forward and McDonald was a defender, Um, that's telling to me. And here we go again with what's going on with Jacob McDonald and and Jared Bednar said something, and they asked him about it. Obviously after the Islanders game, and he gave some answer that was it. It had me twisted in knots to try to figure out what he was saying, and it was to the effect of he's a defender but can play forward, and we needed help on the defensive end. And I, it 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 was it was such a confusing answer to me. I didn't try to decipher it and I really feel like he's just kind of playing around with Jacob McDonald, get him out of there. I like Jacob McDonald. I think, I feel like he works so hard when he's out there because he knows he's in one of those positions where it's like, I have to put maximum effort every single minute, every single second I'm out here because look at my time. My time is finite. Even if I'm I'm just normal, uh, a normal fourth liner or third pairing guy, um, I have to give everything I've got to prove myself and to prove myself, so I get another shift in a game. And if you're playing him that little, isn't there somebody else that you can put in there that that can pick up more minutes? I know we're talking about this, you know, for the second time. We've just talked about this, but it's happened again. How many times can you keep doing this? I don't. I. I don't know. And the same thing with McDermott. McDermott played less. Uh, Jacob McDonald played more minutes than the last game uh, and only played two minutes and 55 seconds, while Curtis McDermott played less minutes than the last game and played three minutes and six seconds. And so just finish out that fourth line of dismay.
1: Martin Kaut, what are what are we doing there? Zero shots um, on goal. Goose eggs is all we have. Like, you're not getting... You don't know what McDonald is as a player. You don't know if you want to use him as a forward with defensive tendencies or a defender with offensive tendencies. Mm-hmm. Martin Cout is not giving you a thing. McDermott, you know what you have there, but you don't need it right now. That fourth line needs to go. and And it only is kind of highlighted with the play of like Dennis Mulligan, who comes in there and just starts playing out of his mind. Ben Myers, who's all over the place in every play. New hook starting to step up. JT Comfort. You start seeing the stagnant guys that we start pointing out game to game to game start stepping up and then you have just this glaring line of you don't know what to do with them.
0: So I looked up the comment just because I wanted to get the context for it, not just throw it out there and not have any backup for it. So um, he said, "He he's he's a D-man, talking about Jacob McDonald, and we're spot-shifting him on forward. We see him as a defenseman, but we're short on guys. He's one of the healthy guys, so we're playing him a little bit up front. Basically, just saying he's a body. Yeah, that's literally what you're just saying. He's a body, so we're just gonna you know pencil him in on the roster chart." Because we have to, we have to put somebody there. Why not? Why? Technically, you don't have to go with twelve forwards if you want to, and put yeah. that as in your lineup, or send him
1: down and bring up Charlie Hudon, who had a goal in the Colorado, Colorado Eagles game tonight against San
0: Jose, or Sampo Ranta. Bring Sampo Ranta back up, or keep John Luke John up there. There's so many other like you have options. Yeah, you have options, and and your your reasoning is well, he's listed as a D man. So we're spot shifting him as a forward just to spell a guy who's double shifting. I get that logic. I do, but is he that bad? Is he that much of a liability where you are, you're essentially just saying we're going with 11 forwards, technically 10 because you're only, you're only putting McDermott out there. Who's also been playing forward because you have hunt and England back as defenders, I, I can't this is the this is like the one time I can't wrap my head around the thinking uh, be, like I said because you have options. You've seen so much of what these Eagle guys can do because you've had to call up basically all of them. So this is not like, "Eh, we don't know, we'd rather have McDonald there because <clears throat> these other guys are unproven." Yeah, they're still unproven, but they got a taste of the NHL. Yeah. So I this is this is the one time in a long time I'm a little bit baffled at the decision making for for what you're putting out there for forwards and this only has
1: to be stunting the growth of Jacob McDonald as a D man and as a professional hockey player putting him in the wrong position just to kind of cover that mm-hmm. can't help anything no
0: no so I don't know I was surprised when they they didn't make a move to either send him down or or bring somebody up but um we'll see i mean it's all going to get rectified when you yep. get you know helm back whenever that may be when you get nathan mckinnon back and gabe Landeskog, you know that, that's going to correct itself but uh right now you're putting you're put, when you when you're doing that to two guys that play the forward position we can't we, we talk about it all the time with kale mccarr are they are they just putting him out, him out there too too much? What did he what did he log for ice time? Uh, twenty six fifty. All right, so so twenty seven minutes. Uh, that's a that's a night off for Kyle McCarr. Yeah, <laughs> he's usually like thirty plus. Yeah. Um. So that's that is what it is. All right, well, let's wrap things up with our sound check. And uh, <clears throat> for this, Kyle and I will pick one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. In this case, it is the Colorado Avalanche and Montreal Canadiens. We throw these songs on a set list over on Spotify, which of course you can follow and subscribe to, or whatever. And every time we add a song, um, I think they notify you if, if, if you if you follow a playlist. I'm almost positive you can get notifications when we add that, as long as you have notifications enabled.
1: I, I think I, mine are, are turned off on
0: Spotify. Mine I follow are too. so
1: Yeah, I follow so much.
0: Yeah, so uh, just follow it, enable notifications, and I think that you'll get notified when we throw these songs that we are about to talk about right now. Uh, so go to Spotify and search LOA Soundcheck, and this is volume two that is out right now. What do you got, sir?
1: I'm so happy to do this. This is a band I love with my whole heart. Um, It's one of those moments where you find this band when they're like really small Hmm. and you fall in love with them and they explode and you're like, I know these guys. Um, This song is called The Eagle Has Landed from the band Avatar. I love their movie. Uh, Nope, they're not blue. (laughs) They don't. They're also not not the last airbender either. Yeah, right. Okay. It is the third Avatar. It makes it so hard when you have to Google that band. But no, incredible band. Um, listen to the song. It's it's talking about ladies and gentlemen, um, your hero has returned again. Everything's gonna be okay. That's it's Miko ranting and doing, I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. I know things have been rough, but we still have Miko, we still have
0: Kale McCarr. We're still winning games. Yeah, Miko, like we said earlier, Miko's taking he's taking the role. Yep. It took him a little while and he he's taking the role. And last year. Avalanche had, had injuries last year. And, you know, when we, we had guys like Azam Kadri in the lineup, we, we felt okay. We felt yep. like we were going to be okay. And, you know, we wanted that feeling again, and it wasn't happening early on. We knew we had guys that could do it. M- Miko Rantanen was definitely one of those guys. And, you know, for the last handful of games, he's just settled in. Yep. He has settled in, and he, he's just he, – he's so confident – and doing, you know, he, he's making. I think he did it against the Islanders game. He's making moves, almost like Sidney Crosby, like yeah. where he's like tapping the the puck up in the air, like to himself or somebody. Like he's taking chances, and it's just his confidence level is is through the roof right now. And, and it's he, time, he time he to start believing. Nobody can stop me. He yeah, has that th- mentality.
1: It's time for us to start believing. And finally, we always say how he's so underappreciated.
0: It is officially Miko Rantanen appreciation time. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh good pick there. For me, uh it's kind of because the Avalanche were going up against the uh the Canadians and the uh, Canadian team, um I had to go with one of Canada's biggest bands ever. Um and and a band that I've followed since I was a kid. And I got to go with The Tragically Hip. Ooh. I'm a Tragically Hip fan, but um fantastic fantastic band and big hockey fans too oh yeah well Gord, he he's no longer with us unfortunately um the lead singer so tragically hip are no longer together but they were big hockey fans there's a really good article in the athletic um of joe thornton forming a friendship with Gord dowdy from uh um wow. tragically hip. really really good uh article about that so they have a song called uh, "It's kind of a hockey song too." It's it's a love song slash hockey song, and the name of the song is "The Lonely End of the Rink." Uh, and they do make some references to to hockey and talking about like deeks and stuff like that. But uh, to me, it was just it kind of fit because of what we were talking about. The Avalanche scoring is 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 yeah. not really there right now. So yeah. the offensive end, while they've they've been active it's kind of a lonely end of the rink is the offensive end because goals aren't going in. So maybe more specifically the, the goal itself is the lonely end, a lonely part of the rink for the avalanche. But, um, I just think about the little,
1: the, the person that sits in that little box that flips the light for the goal horn and the,
0: the siren to sit there in the box. It's going to be such a boring place (laughs) to be right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I had a friend in, in high school who was uh, he was the goalie and the team was not very good. He's he was a very good player, but just was playing on a terrible team. Um, and our science teacher called him red light because uh, he said he has a sunburn on his neck from the goal. Going very, the yes. very, yeah. very good name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So those are our, our two songs. Go check out Spotify. And uh, like I said, subscribe to that playlist and enjoy them and mm-hmm. uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of locked on avalanche uh, and making it your first listen of the day that's going to wrap it up for us uh today and we should be back tomorrow if anything's going on in avalanche land uh we'll be back to discuss it until then he's mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris Macelli, and this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys later Go abs go!